Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. There's always been a struggle between the demands of fact and fiction in movies. Well, perhaps not a struggle as some healthy give and take. It's certainly nice if a fact-based story does actually contain a few facts along the way, but there's nothing more boring than a string of historically accurate events with nothing to hold them together apart from the assurance that they actually happened. In a movie, reality is nice to have, but the essential thing is a good story. You're not going to use the story, Mr. Scott? No, sir. This is the West, sir. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Hence that regular warning based on real-life events. Not real-life events as such, just based on them. And of course, real events are slippery beasts at best. Historians rarely agree on them anyway. The best they can do is attempt a plausible explanation of what happened and a reasonably convincing portrait of who it happened to. And if that's good enough for historians, it's more than good enough for a humble movie producer. It is indeed a pleasure to introduce to you the gentleman we picked up in medieval Mongolia in the year 1269. Please welcome the very excellent barbarian, Mr. Genghis Khan! Which is why so many historical movies don't advance much beyond the excellent adventures of Bill and Ted for all the good intentions they may have going into them. When Ridley Scott was criticised for certain historical inaccuracies in his latest epic Napoleon, his reaction was immediate. Were you there? Collapse of stout party, I would have thought. Come over here a second. Oh, Tell I, heard, I heard what you were saying. You, you know nothing of my work. You mean my whole fallacy is wrong. How you ever got to teach a course in anything is totally amazing. Boy, if life were only like this. Often the subjects of a historical movie can hardly complain since they were just as unreliable in their accounts of their lives as anyone. And this week we look at three movies based, loosely, on characters known for enthusiastically embellishing their own legends. There was a time when a pirate was free to make his own way in the world. But our time is coming to an end. Take the pirate Olivier Levasseur, nicknamed The Buzzard. Not as well known in the English-speaking world as Blackbeard, Captain Kidd or Anne Bonny, in France his vast buried treasure is legendary. Unless, as many believe, he mostly made it up. But it's the basis of a clearly fictitious comedy adventure called Jack Mimoun and the Secrets of Val Verde. There's a rather more serious account of an extraordinary athlete called Diana Nyad, who, 30 years after failing to swim from Cuba to Florida, took on the challenge again in her 60s. 
but the real-life Nyad was famous for exaggerating her achievements. So how accurate is the film of the same name starring Annette Bening? Diana Nyad is back. I know the world wants me to shut my mouth and sit down and wait to die, but I can't. And in the end, does it matter? I hope to show that in that case it doesn't. But first, taking on the historians head-on, that astonishing force of nature, Sir Ridley Scott with Napoleon. General. We are discovered. Good. Wait! Spice! Detectorium! Retreat! Well into his 80s now, Ridley Scott is showing no signs of slowing down, let alone retiring. His track record is astonishing, and not just his glittering CV, including Alien, Thelma and Louise, Blade Runner and the rest. There are his recent films, The Martian, All the Money in the World, House of Gucci and The Last Duel. Say what you like about them, you can't deny their size and their scope. And now Scott takes on an even bigger one. Napoleon. What is your name? Napoleon. Has the course of my life just changed? Napoleon. I'm destined for greatness. But those in power only see me as a sword. Napoleon Bonaparte has defeated some of filmdom's best, it should be said. Stanley Kubrick famously tried and failed to bring to life the unlikely tale of the uneducated Corsican corporal who rose to pretty much conquer the world. It seems to defy organising into a story. How do you tell it? I'm not built like other men. Well, Ridley Scott isn't the sort of producer-director to faff about worrying about things like that. Damn the torpedoes seems to be his attitude as he starts with Bonaparte's first victory against his own people, as it happens, the rabble fresh from executing Queen Marie Antoinette. No doubt you've seen the chaos in the streets. We must make an example or France will fall. Napoleon is played by Joaquin Phoenix, no stranger to saturnine, slightly unlikable people like the Joker and the villainous Caesar in Scott's own Gladiator. Like all previous Bonapartes, Phoenix plays him swarthy, humorless and self-centred. Having conquered the streets of Paris, he now takes on the English, who France is at war with, as usual. What would you do if this assignment of defence was transferred to you? I promise you brilliant successes. Returning from the Battle of Toulon, he goes to a victory party in Paris where he catches the eye of a famous courtesan. Vanessa Kirby rather flatters the actual Josephine, who in real life was older than Napoleon and sexy rather than classically beautiful. No matter, Vanessa is still the best thing in this Napoleon. Everyone around is what is this costume you have on? This is my uniform. I led the French victory at Toulon. The trouble with any account of the period is it's almost impossible to make sense of it all, particularly the height of the French Revolution. 
Every week, someone new seemed to be in charge, with the previous incumbent, as often as not, sent to the guillotine. I suggest you take the throne as a king. Shall we vote? Anyone who could survive in such circumstances was not only brilliant, but lucky. And for years, Napoleon was both. A perfect illustration of the famous adage, chaos is a ladder. He was a gifted soldier, and his record speaks for itself. 61 battles, most of them won. Move along now! Those in power only see me as a brute, unfit for higher office. But I follow in the footsteps of Alexander the Great and Caesar. But 61 battles are not, in themselves, the basis of a good story. There's a reason why Napoleon is remembered more for the few campaigns he lost, Trafalgar, Moscow, Waterloo, than the many he won. By trying to cram in as much of the Emperor's story into one movie, Scott ends up driving his audience away. This vermin has held the world hostage with his egotism and his lack of simple good manners. At its heart, the story is meant to be that of Napoleon and Josephine. By this account, the most important person in his life, even if their relationship appears to be a little opaque. He was clearly besotted with her, but did she love him? Did she even like him much? Do I need to warn you of my indiscretions? No, madame. Does where I have been concern you? In some scenes, he seems to be just the latest of a string of men Josephine uses to survive turbulent times. She famously got pregnant twice in prison to escape the guillotine. But in other scenes, he's the love of her life. And if she treats him like dirt occasionally, well, that's the way he likes it. You think you're great? You are just a tiny little brute. There is nothing without me. In fact, according to some accounts, both of these may be accurate. But that's no good for a movie, particularly one in desperate need of a solid underpinning like the epic Napoleon. The best we can say about David Scarpa's script is it works hard but falls under the weight of history. I found the crown of France in the gutter and placed it atop my own head. Mind you, Napoleon has defeated the best over the years. Even war and peace struggle to make him believable. It's interesting that Vanessa Kirby is at her best in this film when she's not talking. Those expressive eyes are able to offer a hint of what a Napoleon and Josephine story might have been. All of Europe is uniting forces against me. What's the outcome of this if you don't succeed? And Ridley Scott is at his best when he gives himself limits. This is a biopic that might have worked better if he'd concentrated on a week or a month or just a year in the life of a maddeningly ungraspable anti-hero. How did he do it? I'm not convinced that even the arrogant Napoleon himself knew the answer to that one. I'm the first to admit when I make a mistake. I simply never do.
It's been a good year for French cinema in this country. The combination of a strong showing at the recent French film festival and reduced Hollywood competition thanks to first COVID and then the actors' strike meant more cinema releases than usual, including this week a jungle romp called Jack Mimoon. Or to give it its full name, Jack Mimoun and the Secrets of Val Verde. Unlike many French winners this year, which tended to be domestic romances or realistic cop movies, this is an old-fashioned action-adventure for people who think Indiana Jones takes itself a bit too seriously. Je m'appelle Jack Mimoun et je pars à l'assaut des défis les plus extrêmes où avoir les bons gestes de survie est une question de vie ou de mort. Vous regardez Jack Mimoun, le survivant de l'enfer. The story opens on a boat cast adrift in the Indian Ocean. The sole survivor, Jack Mimoun, is rescued and comes home to a hero's welcome. He even gets his own true life adventure TV show, Jack Mimoun, Survivor of Hell. But it's all smoke and mirrors, mostly shot on a studio backlot with any hostile beasts safely sedated. However, that doesn't stop people believing it's true, like starstruck archaeologist Aureli. She persuades Jack and his faithful producer Bruno to come on a real adventure. C'est pas un simple expert de la survie. Vous êtes un aventurier. Toute ma vie, j'ai rêvé de croiser la route d'un homme comme vous. C'est bon, je vais bien. But far from a trip to a beach resort or something, Aureli has a treasure hunt in mind. A search for the famous buried riches of pirate king Olivier Levasseur. She's even booked a helicopter and a daredevil pilot called Monsieur Bastos. Monsieur Mimoun, j'adore votre émission. Je suis une vraie fan. Ça ressemble pas à un héliport, là Vous êtes sûr qu'on est au bon endroit Vous inquiétez pas, on est attendu. Bon, alors, ce qu'on va faire However, as is often the case in a jungle movie, not only is the helicopter battle-worn and run-down, but so is Bastos. He's a trigger-happy loose cannon with a tendency to talk all the time about not much. One can only feel for the poor subtitle writer attempting to translate this garbage into some sort of English. On va, on va procéder à la fouille et puis je vous emmène à l'hélicoptère. Quoi ça va À vous Vous ne me touchez pas. Fouillez-vous Pardon Fouillez-vous vous C'est un malade. As the lugubrious Bruno puts it, everything Bastos says is essentially alphabet soup. But I'm getting slightly ahead of myself. Whose film is this after all Who is Jack Mimoun Ok, on va décoller. Euh, attendez, Monsieur Bastos. Ouais. La, la porte est ouverte là. Quoi, vous préférez fermer Ah oui, par exemple. Putain de putain de putain de putain. Fermé. The short answer is he's popular French actor and comedian Malek Bentala, who made his name in comedies like a French version of Robin Hood, Robin des Bois, in which he played Le Frère Tuck. Well, this is his first attempt at writing and directing, and it's certainly an enthusiastic one. Funny if you're in the right mood, really silly if you're not. Surtout, pense à les morts avant qu'ils vous mordent. Ce 
que je vous demande, c'est de m'emmener à l'endroit où vous avez trouvé cette sacoche. Cette sacoche appartenait à mon père. Je l'avais brodé là. It's a shame 10-year-olds are so resistant to subtitles. This is a film otherwise perfectly suited to the school holidays. There are pratfalls, there are bonks on the head, there are narrow escapes from tigers and monkeys chucking coconuts at people. On a vécu suffisamment de belles choses. Plus d'aventures, ce serait la gourmandise. C'est un cauchemar, je vais me réveiller. And most important, there's a bare minimum of kissing. Jack Mimoun and the secrets of Val Verde may come from France, but writer-director star Malik Bentala knows his audience enough to make sure it doesn't get too French. At the end, the gang takes off on another adventure. I think I might leave them to it. Regardez, c'est un sonar toute dernière génération. Sorry. Elle est partie plus vite que prévu, celle-là. Comment t'as pu survivre avec une équipe pareille Non, mais baissez votre arme. Celle-là, elle votre... est pour moi. Rangez votre arme. Je vais faire connaître mes tours. The film I enjoyed most this week was something of a surprise. Nyad, which has been out on Netflix for a week or so, sounds like a description. A Nyad is a sea nymph from Greek mythology. But it turns out to be the name of long-distance swimmer Diana Nyad. Nyad stars Annette Benning, who I admire but occasionally find a little overpowering. As it turns out, is Nyad herself. Listen to this. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Don't you want to be fully awake? Your soul ignited by a purpose. Oh, God. Oh, I'm serious. That again. It also stars Jodie Foster, who I like rather more, despite a career often playing solitary women going out of their way to fend off anyone's sympathy. An unlikely candidate for a buddy movie is what I'm saying. And yet, that's what this is. But first, let's go back. Everybody's got a Diana Nyad, world champion marathon swimmer. This one I want to do is 60 hours. That's Cuba to Florida. Diana Nyad, that's her with Johnny Carson, was a high-achieving athlete in her 20s. She'd swum round the island of Manhattan and also from the Bahamas to Florida. But it was the horrendous swim from Cuba to the Florida Keys that almost killed her, and she retired for 30 years. Hey, what's that? What? That. They're raccoon eyes. Have you been swimming? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Wow, look at you, swimmer. Okay, wow. What's it been, like 30 years since you put on a pair of goggles? That's right. How'd it feel? Great. Came right back to me. But it was an itch that she couldn't stop scratching, and at 60, she decided to have another crack at it. For this, she needed help from her longtime friend, Bonnie Stoll, as her coach. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no, no. That's insane. Diana, you tried that when you were 28, and you did not make it when you are 28. You're 60. I don't believe in imposed limitations. The only one who gets to decide if I'm through is me. Nyad is being sold as a sort of LGBTQ sports story, but... While Diana and Bonnie are lesbian, it's not what's driving the story of Nyad. It's about one woman's almost insane drive to do a pretty much impossible feat. And it's about another woman who's prepared to do whatever it takes to help out of simple friendship. It's 100 miles or 60 hours of constant swimming. But what I'm most afraid of is sharks and man of war. I just know I can do it, and I couldn't do it without you. 
We watch Bonnie patiently pushing Diana into training longer and harder while putting together a support team to help make it happen. The main thing they need is a good navigator, which was where her last attempt failed. Bonnie's candidate, a man called John Bartlett, tells Diana he's not surprised. You can have all the pedigree in the world, but if you haven't sailed here, if you haven't put in your 10,000 hours, these countercurrents, these eddies, it's like getting a frickin' horse trainer to install your dishwasher. That's poetic. Step outside with me for a minute. What surprised me was the casting of quirky character actor Reese Ephens, playing it dead straight for once as a hard-bitten seafarer. He's good in Nyad, opposite Annette Benning. They fight all the time. But he's even better playing with Jodie Foster as the Ron and Hermione to Diana Nyad's Harry Potter, the self-appointed chosen one. Onward. Onward. 100 miles of serious currents in the open ocean. It just might cost you your life. They don't believe that Cuba Florida is humanly possible. The swim takes place. It's exhausting. You don't know how she does it. There are sharks and worse, all sorts of ultra-poisonous jellyfish, including the infamous Man of War. And she doesn't make it, but she refuses to quit. What you want to do has never been done. I mean, especially not for a woman. Especially not for someone your age. Everybody's gotta live. Get her out! You gotta breathe. Diana, breathe now. So she does it again and again and again. She wears everyone down, mostly because she refuses to think of anyone or anything but this one thing she means to do. And somehow we find ourselves sticking with her when all we want to do is quit. And that's thanks to one person. Take a bow, Jodie Foster. Four tries and four failures. You really don't get it, do you? You don't even think of me. Of course I think about you. I watched you die. But this isn't about you, okay? This is about me for once. I have the greatest respect for Annette Benning, who's amazing as always, but you can see her doing it. With Jodie, you don't see anything until the end of the scene when you realise you're completely bowled over and often in tears. The last time I saw Jodie Foster in a buddy movie was Maverick, where she made Mel Gibson lovable. That's how good she is. And that's why you should see Nyad. You are force. Diana, you got this! There's no one more Nyad than you. Everybody's got a little. I believe the real-life Diana Nyad tends to play fast and loose with the facts at times. She's famous for being an incorrigible attention seeker, often with the real-life Bonnie Stoll rolling her eyes in the background. It doesn't matter. This is one of those times when the film is better than the facts, when truth becomes legend... This is the legend. And on a great quote from the man who shot Liberty Valance, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris and Dan Slevin will be here next week, so I hope you'll join him then at the movies. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.